Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. Once again, you're welcome this morning to another beautiful live session of the Potter's Gate Online Broadcast. My name is Isaiah Phillips. I can't tell I want to especially welcome you this morning. Yes, I've been away for two days. Uh, I, Like I said, I'm doing some writing that I believe it's going to be of benefit, great benefit to the body of Christ. I'm not sure why it's a bit dark this morning, but well, if you can see me, all well and good, but if you cannot see me, just pray for me. Yeah, I've been doing a writing for um, a few days now, and I thought it's just going to be some something we can quickly, you know, put together and uh, move on to what God will have us do. But it's like the whole revelation of of this, uh, um, you know, this topic that I'm looking into. You know, just open up. And uh, I'm afraid that uh, the Lord might want me to write another book, but <laughs> I'm just saying to the Lord, help me here. But I mean, it's amazing what the Spirit of the Lord has been doing in terms of releasing insights, revelation, and confirming it here and there. I'm, I'm just amazed. What a day we live in. What a time in the Spirit the Father has brought us into. What a moment. What a reality. What, a, what, a, what, a, what an impartation of revelation upon my life so i i really want to thank god for that and um, yes so we're going to continue to look at act chapter 8 this morning yeah we stopped at act chapter 7 the last time we met so this morning we're going to be dealing with act chapter 8 but before we do that let's pray father we honor you once again we glorify you we appreciate you for your goodness for your love for your kindness for your mercy for showing us the path the way you are indeed the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to you. No one there to come to you without following Christ, our pattern. Christ, our life. Christ, our value. Jesus, you are the pattern son. And this day, Father, we embrace the name of your son. We embrace the nature, the character of your son. Our desire is to continue to find principles, patterns, and values in your word that will show us how to walk in the truth, how to live our life in such a way where we can indeed please Christ and please you. Because our desire is to be formed like him, is to be shaped into his image, is to be like him, is to speak like him, is to walk like him, is to live our life in the reality of that which he has died for. Yes, he died for us that we may come into divine inheritance. And so, Father, we thank you this morning that our heart once again is pursuing, yes, the intentions of Christ for our life. Father, we thank you that you will continue to bring us, oh God, to that point, to that place where all that you have desired and ordained for us will become a fulfillment, will become a reality. We thank you. We bless your name. We honor you this morning. Thank you, Spirit of God. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, mighty God. Thank you for your counsel. Thank you for your divine intentions in our life. We glorify you. We bless your name. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. Praise the Lord. Well, I'm not, I'm not quite sure what is going on with, with the light this morning. It's a bit blurring and dark, but I've got all the lights on here. But anyhow, we're just going to continue this morning. And bless the Lord. Amen. We look. Let's look at Isaiah chapter fifty-five. We're going to look at four and five again, which by now you know that that's our what what scripture. That's our watch scripture. That is our foundation and the framework of our uh, beyond devotional prayer, you know, segment. 
And so let's look at Isaiah chapter 50, verse 4 again. The sovereign Lord has given me an instructed tongue to know words that will sustain the weary, to know. Thank you, Sister Myrtle, this morning for joining. Amen. Nice to have you. I was just sharing that it's been a few days that I've been off. I've been having a downpour of revelation. The Spirit of the Lord has been pouring things into my heart just to be able to craft this new message. Well, not new, but something I sense the Spirit of the Lord has brought to my attention that we need to bring to the body of Christ. So I've been doing a, 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 a research and writing at the same time on uh, um, the, the, the spirit of, uh, um, well, I didn't want to say, but let me say on the spirit of uh, Jezebel, there's a material I'm working on. Thank you, Sister Blount, for joining. I've been working on this material. I mean, I, I was looking at one of my notes. I mean, the first time I thought on Jezebel was 2001. Can you believe that? 2001. In fact, I still have that note. So, but, uh, you know, just comparing notes to what the Spirit of the Lord is saying in this new day. I mean, it's amazing that what God said 2001 still correspond to what God is saying today. Yeah, there, there've been increase in knowledge, understanding, one have matured in terms of, you know, you know, looking at the things of the Spirit and expressing the things of the Spirit, but that same Spirit is still very much there. And so I've taken part of that and, um, you know, uh, um, including it in this material that I'm putting together. I thought I was just going to put some few pages together so I can teach on that. But the more I press into what the Lord is saying, the more this thing just expands, the more it just grows, the more it's just... So we're going to be dealing with this, hopefully, maybe next week. Hopefully, I pray the Lord will give me the grace, all right, to do that. Next week, I we see how we can begin to teach on, you know, dealing with Jezebel and it's going to amaze you, it will shock you, you know, how this spirit has, has really captured nations, particularly the nation of America, because I'm going to be dealing with this teaching from a global perspective and then obviously reduce it down to our own personal individual life. And it's amazing. I mean, it's just going to be a time of great deliverance because I mean, what, 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 how better way can we have deliverance if we don't have the truth all right that we can reference so i believe that the spirit of god is really opening you know the that you know the the windows of heaven and releasing revelation into you know my personal life and i believe that i'm not the only one that heaven is releasing this kind of truth to i believe that there must be so many out there that are crying that are seeking for a way out so many things that we were talking about i mean looking at the context of our nation of you know what is happening right now in south africa my good god we just need to pray and believe the lord for great things so that you know the the counsel of the enemy does not twat does not frustrate or, or or lead this nation on the wrong path we want we want, we want to continue to stand in the gap so we're going to be dealing with that hopefully next week. Yeah, I'm going to be tracking Jezebel as we deal with the concept of the architect of the future. God, we appreciate you. All right. So let's go to, let's go to uh, um, Isaiah chapter 50. Uh, we're going to be looking at our watch scripture again. Then we're going to go to Acts chapter 8. We're dealing with Acts chapter 8 today. 
and I promise you God is going to allow us to look at some beautiful you know, insights in the scripture that will give us grace and boldness. We, we pray the word of God. All right, There's no better way. If you want to be secure in your prayer and you want to be you know, certain and you want to be sure, you want to be confident, amen, that you're praying well, amen, pray the word of God. Just pray the word. I mean, there are enough, enough uh, 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 material, resource in the word, amen, to pray till Jesus come. <laughs> Amen. There are enough, I, I can assure you, there are enough material in the Word of God. You've got enough resource in the Word of God to pray till Jesus come. I mean, that's that's powerful. All right? So you don't need to pray things that you're not sure of. If you don't know how, how to pray, amen. If you don't know how to pray, you're not certain if this thing I'm going to be praying will be in alignment with the will of God. Well, then pray the Word of God. And God answer his word faster than any other thing. Amen. Before, if you're not sure that your mind is in alignment with what you're requesting for, then pray the word. Just let the word of God minister to your spirit, to your mind, to your thoughts. Amen. And as you pray that, you'll be, you'll be shocked how the word of God is going to be speaking into the needs of your life, be it mental, emotional, financial, you know, uh, 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 material, whatever it is. We've got it in the word of God. So we're going to be looking into the word of God. Amen. The sovereign Lord has given me an instructed tongue father give us instructed tongue now the word instructed instructed tongue means a you know a tongue that is directed by the spirit a tongue that is that is that is prepared by the spirit all right so your tongue is not controlled by your emotion your tongue is not controlled by your feeling your tongue is not controlled by you know the opinions of men you know you know that's how we speak we deal with life based on how people relate to us based on how people you know you know look at us based on how people respond to us all right tit for tat if you speak to me that way i'm gonna speak to you back that way all right if you curse me i'm gonna curse you back all right if you hit me i'm gonna hit you i mean that's a pharisee dimension Toot for tat, all right? A tit for a tit. So we don't want to do that, amen? We want our life to be guided by divine instruction. When there is order, when God brings order into our life. Talking about order, you know, while I was writing, um, was it yesterday? Was it yesterday? Yes, I think it was yesterday. I, in fact, I think I, 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 I did a quick shot uh, uh, um, write-up and I posted on Facebook, you know, when, when the Spirit of God interrupts you, when God interrupts you. I was writing. And, and suddenly the spirit of the Lord interrupted me and was began, he began to speak to me about something very fascinating. I mean, there's this man, Rick Godwin. I mean, if, if you have not, you know, uh, read that, uh, check that article, I think you should, about Rick Godwin. Now, Rick Godwin, while I was growing up as a young believer, you know, way back then in the 90s, you know, in fact, late 80s, early 90s, I used to listen to this man, Rick Godwin. Now, my pastor back then, I mean, he used to travel overseas and he, he just brings all this. I mean, I just thank God for that man's life. Tunde back, um, excuse me, Tunde, uh, Tunde Jordan. I mean, he just go overseas and bring all these materials. People we've never heard of before. We don't know they exist. And he brings all this material beyond the Kenneth Hagin and the Copelands. But he brings other materials too. But... <clears throat> Excuse me, but there's this man, this guy called Rick Godwin. My, oh Lord, help me! Thank you, Father. I mean, the way this man speaks, I've never seen a man speaks like that. I mean, it's completely different from the charismatic. I mean, we back then we in the charismatic back then. I'm talking about you know 
you know, early 90s, you know, late 80s, early 90s. That was the, the peak. In fact, that was not, that's not the peak. That was the beginning of the charismatic move, you know, where you begin to see the prosperity message coming in and people are doing, you know, great things. Somebody said there are more messages, you know, in, 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 in the body of Christ than, you know, that you have, that you have leaders because that was the message back then. Claim it and possess it. Claim it and possess it. So, you know, but there's this few guys, few people that, you know, my pastor brought their material, like this guy, I mentioned his name now, Rick Godwin. Another person, and this other lady, uh, um, um, Georgia Pellington. Then there's another lady I want to remember her name. Um, oh, I can't re- She's a prophetess. I, I, I mean, these are the people that God used to set my heart on a journey. Man, this man didn't know he what, what he was doing. I mean, I was a personal assistant to this to my pastor. I mean, I'm supposed to be very close to him, close, close, close to him. But guess what? Those teachings that I was listening to, because he brings this material, we buy them. We've got a, you know, the church has got a bookshop. That is one church that God set, you know, for His glory for that season in time, because that church was a resource. So it's not just the message you hear on the pulpit, all right, that you depend on. But he travels, he buys books, he buys CDs, he buys tapes, you know. Or he makes sure that you are, you know, spiritually furnished. As much as what they are saying may not be broad in terms of capturing the entire emphasis of the Spirit of God for that time. I mean, that was a charismatic church. It was Pentecostal. I mean, what all they were doing is just, amen, you get it, you have faith, you know, run proclaim it claim it you know and that was good for that time but at that moment and that period in time and i don't know why i'm sharing this but i think this is part of what the lord is saying but at that moment in time the lord began to and pick certain people and began to impress certain things in our heart and i tell you back then it was crazy i can tell you it was crazy because all kinds of within the midst of people getting blessed people getting jobs people getting promoted i mean blessings here and there were happening but guess what people were just going crazy i mean I, sometimes i just said to myself lord is this christianity i mean I can't even begin to tell you what was going on in the church among brothers and sisters. Everybody was just sleeping around doing their own thing. I mean, Lord, but there was blessing. I can tell you there was blessing. Things were happening. And guess what? Miracles were taking place. And that's where I understood that. Listen to this. Miracle is not a validation that God is in the midst of what you're doing. All right. That you pray and things happen doesn't mean that indeed God approves what you're doing. No. After all, we saw you know, Moses rebelling against the will of God. And the Bible says water still came out of the rock. God says, Moses, speak to the rock. All right. He struck the rock. Guess what? God said he will honor his name. God still brought water out of the rock. So I began to realize, oh, wait a minute, something is not right. Even though I could not pick point what was wrong. But guess what? My pastor was bringing materials. So there's this man called Rick Godwin. Rick Godwin. <laughs> Rick Godwin taught me kingdom government in fact back then we don't call it kingdom government it calls it you know something it calls it but it's not kingdom government but it speaks about government it speaks about government and 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 in his teaching i see that he always talk about charismatic witchcraft i keep wondering what is charismatic witchcraft until later on i begin to understand what this man is saying but this man taught me that there's nothing that you can do, all right, in terms of working with God, if you have not allowed the government of God, the, in fact, he uses the word order. 
if you have not surrendered yourself to the order of God, you will not you will not be able to function properly, all right, and live your life in the in the, in the right perspective of you know the, 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 the intentions of God. This is regarding. And so while I was you know writing, so the Lord said to me, a lot of people appreciate and love regard a rejoiner. I mean, what has Rick Joyner got to do with Rick Godwin? This is how the Spirit of the Lord interjected my, you know, my, my writing. And the Lord said to me, many people love Rick, Rick Joyner's material. They love the prophetic. They love it. When they listen to, you know, uh, uh, in fact, many people hardly listen to Rick Joyner. They read his material. And I mean, that man is an authority when it comes to writing you know the ministry of writing in the in in the concept of the scribed writing excuse me uh, uh, r prophetic writing that man you can't beat him when it comes to prophetic writing he's preaching uh blanche i'm sure you remember uh when rick uh, 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 rick came to south africa i think i'm sure you were there we went to watch him in uh, uh, somewhere uh, i think he's in belleville and everybody was like is this rejoiner because the way he speaks is like opposite to you know the punch you 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 know you find in his writing, and I think that's that's a little bit of me also because I've got more punch in my writing than in my preaching, and that's an aspect that we everybody needs to understand. So certain people are better in you know they're better in expression in writing than even in in preaching. I mean the things that I have written in the past three three days. I mean that's enough. It's enough to you know to 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 have you know two books. Just two books. I mean, if if I really want to pursue publishing, you know, this this turning this material into a book, I mean, it's done. I mean, because there's a way God speaks to you, and there's a way you are able to express this. Thing. Now that is rejoiner. And the Lord said to me, a lot of people like rejoiner. They love rejoiner. They love the prophetic writing. They love his material. He says, but they will not appreciate the life and the impact of this man's ministry. If they have not sat under rejoiner, you know, a, a ministry. So I'm wondering, rejoiner, regardwin. So I said, okay, Lord, okay, I think I understand what you're talking about. You're not talking about the individuality. You're talking about, okay, somebody's agreeing with me. Yes, I wonder who that person is. Okay, there's so many people watching this morning. Thank you. I don't know. I'm just wondering. Oh, okay, yes, Blanche. Okay, thank you. Yes, yes. So, so. So, you know, if you listen to Rick Godwin, and I would like you to go look for that man, uh, truly. I mean, my desire is whatever material has been a blessing to me, I want to be able to pass it across to you. I, I, I'm, not, I'm not one of those pastors or men of God that keeps hot materials from, you know, from their followers. No, no, no. If it's blessed me, I will let you know about it. In fact, I'm going to be doing that often now. I'm going to be telling you about names of people, materials that you need to look for. You need to go because... We, 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 I can't do it alone. And secondly, we are in a day where we've got to fast track. We've got to accelerate our growth in the things of the spirit. And that also will help me. So you will not think this guy is crazy. This, everything this guy, no, you can have a reference and say, oh, so, okay, after all, Isaiah is not crazy. There are other people talking about it. In fact, people that are more important, right? In terms of, you know, their, their cloud, they're more important than me, but they're saying these things. So, so I think that is, that will be very good. And I think if most pastors do that, all right, if you expose your people to materials, 
it, it helps your job. It, it reduces you know, your efforts because they can see that you're not the only person declaring this thing. There are other people. All right. And that's why I love to, you know, you know, uh, share other people's material on my timeline. If it blesses me, you will find me sharing it. If it doesn't bless me, I'm not going to share it because I don't want you to be, uh, I don't want somebody, first of all, to contradict what I'm sharing with you. Secondly, and I don't want people, all right, to say things that are not in line with biblical truth. So if you, whatever you see me share, amen, please take it. It's, it's, it's from my spirit. I don't have any other agenda. All right. And I'm not trying to hide and say, oh, no, 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 I know it all. No, I don't know it all. I know that which the Lord has given to me. And, uh, and I believe that's why God is giving me more. I believe that's why, because I like to pour out. Amen. I like to pour out. In fact, I wanted to continue. Excuse me, writing this morning, I said, no, 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 no. Isaiah, you've got to go out there. You've got to be a blessing to the people. I'm sure there are people that will be willing to listen to you and pray along with them. All right. And that's why I'm here. In fact, when I'm done, all right, I'm going to go back and continue my writing because I feel there's a, there's a release. There's a grace. For a long time, I've not been writing and I really miss writing. I really do miss writing. But you see, preaching, you know, doing what I'm doing right now takes a lot from you. A lot of people don't know that. It takes so much from you that you're preaching to people that you cannot see physically, all right? And you're trying to communicate, you're trying to impact their life. It takes a lot. Beyond that, you're dealing with the paths of air because this is a ministry of the air, all right? So you're dealing with the spirit of the air. Remember, the Bible talked about the prince as, you know, the paths of darkness and the spirit of the prince of the air. So you're dealing with something, all right, in the realm of the spirit, Sometimes when I'm done here, I am literally, literally exhausted. You feel like you, you know, you've been fighting <laughs> and somebody has given you a good blow. All right. But, but that, I mean, those are things that are, I mean, one has already known when you deal with spiritual warfare. So this is warfare, friends. So you need to always pray for me, please. You need to always pray for me. You talk about arrows that you're not seeing shooting at you. All right. Uh, so, but going back to, you know, what the Lord was sharing with me and, and he said, no, people need to sit down under the ministry of regarding to appreciate rejoiner and i'm like okay okay that sounds right that sounds right because i mean i've listened to both in fact both people have greatly impacted my life regarding and rejoiner both people have greatly impacted my life so and i'm saying to myself oh well okay lord <laughs> this is this is interesting just from nowhere i mean and i mean i've got this uh, uh, um what do you call it now Apple TV, where, you know, I can search for any, you know, any material online and, and I can immediately watch it. So immediately I took my iPad and I typed the name of, I mean, I've got tons of men of God, tons of material on that Apple TV device. And I'm saying to myself, all this while, how come I never have Regodwin reg there? I mean, these are my foundation. This man established my life. This, this, this is one of the men of God God used. Because some people look at me and they're like, where do you get this, you know, let me, let me not call it aggression, but your, your sense of boldness, your sense. I believe that I got it from some of this men of God. Listen to this. This, this, this is just coming to, to my spirit. Now listen to this. Christ are released to us from different dimensions. You know, we, we talk about, we want the spirit of Christ. Yes, God will bring somebody into your life or into your space that carries a dimension, a grace of Christ. And if you connect with that person, you, you might never even have met the person, but if you connect to that person's material or you connect to that person physically or you relate with that person, something about, the, about that person's life will begin to flow into your life. All right? But if you're trying to grab something get something from somebody that you know it's going to be of benefit to you 
but you're not recognizing that person. This is a law. This is a spiritual law. But you're not recognizing that person. You're not appreciating that person. Maybe you're not even sowing into that person's life. It's going to be very difficult, all right, for the for the flow, for the grace of God, all right, to flow into your life through that person because we carry Christ in measures. We carry Christ in measure. So there's a measure of Christ that I've received from Rick Godwin. There's a measure of Christ that I've received from Rick Joyner. There's a measure of Christ that I've received from uh, uh, um, Mark Anby. There's a measure of Christ that I've Receive from uh, uh, who else again? Um, what's this woman's name now? Liberty Servant. Now, these are people that many times we don't even know their names. I don't want to call the you know the apostles, the the key guys there. In fact, most of those guys that are key, that that are supposed to be key guys, I don't think they've really poured anything to my life. They affirm what is already in my life, and I'm not saying that out of pride. That's just the truth. All right. Sometimes platforms we have we have platforms to express certain things. All right, and the fact that heaven has not given you a platform to be up there does not mean that you are not there. It just means that people are not seeing you. <laughs> all right, don't mind me this morning. I'm just being uh, uh, honest and being open. All right, maybe maybe is part of what the spirit of the Lord is in, is pouring into my life. So so so. You want Christ. I've received the measure of Christ. And listen to this. Christ is, is, is a reflection of certain reality of, of truth. All right? That heaven wants you to know or to have. That will, that will make... Let me rephrase my word. That will complement. That will complement. All right? That which God needs to do in your life. So, if... if God knew that you need an Isaiah in your life. God, God knows that you need an Isaiah in your life. So, it, in, in, his, in, his, in his eternal wisdom and sub, you know, sovereignty and providence, providence, excuse me, he has aligned you to somehow to connect to Isaiah. Even if you don't like Isaiah, even if you decide, oh, this man is just crazy. I'm not going to listen to him. Somehow the Lord will bring you back to Isaiah because there is something about Isaiah that you need to be able to fulfill that which, amen. You see, that's the love of God compelling you. The love of God will always compel you, will always draw you back to Isaiah, Philip's Akintolawa because it carries something that, all right, that, 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 that you need to grow to mature. Guess what? It doesn't stop there. So that you also, amen, so you also will be able to pour into others who need of that which you have received, amen, of that which you have received, of that which you have developed into, amen, into their own life. That's how it works, all right? We, are, we pour into ourselves. We pour into ourselves. There's a measure of, of, you know, of regarding. Let me, let me leave it at that point. As a measure of regarding that I've that I have received that have given me you know understanding in terms of leadership in terms of uh, uh, um, in terms of order in, in in terms of you know don't just scream hallelujah praise the Lord you also need to listen to leadership you've got to follow instruction all right if a leader say uh, 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 don't don't just stop there. You should be able to accept that. You need to listen to this man. You need to accept that and don't get angry and don't feel, uh, um, you know, insecure. Why, why did they have to ask me to sit down? Why did I, why did I have to take the micro? I, I'm not done. Mm-mm. You've got to learn to trust. I mean, I learned this aspect from the pe- from people like, you know, Regardwin and McAnby. That order aspect, that structure, and so many other. All right. Then you now talk about my spirit. My spirit. Where did you learn your your the nature of the kind of spirit that you have? Ah, his name is 
watch my knee. <laughs> you see, how do you connect? How do you connect somebody like regarding with watch my knee? These are two ends that is like they don't meet, but yes, they meet because what God is doing is, you see, the things of God they are like rivers. You see, but the Lord said to me some time ago, he said, we are all rivers flowing into each other. But if we don't know how the Lord is connecting this river, there were four rivers that flow out of Eden. You see, we're all coming back to Eden. All right. And what makes Eden Eden is a river. The treasure are within the river. The treasures are within Eden. Lord, I'm supposed to be talking about Acts chapter 8 this morning. The treasure are within Eden. All right. Are within the river in Eden. Out of you know Pishgan and and uh, Tigris, the Bible says they were gold there, gold there. You want to talk about the treasure? Find the river, find the river. Isaiah is a river. There's a there's a treasure that is flowing out of me into your life. Yes, yes. There's a treasure in you, Amen. That will be flowing out into the life of others. That's how it works. Amen. So, so that's why God gave us each other. That's why God gave us a body. That's why nobody can claim I know it all. No, no, you don't know it all. You've got a measure. You've got a measure of Christ. You've got a measure of Christ. We will not agree on everything, but guess what? As we grow and develop and allow the spirit of truth, amen, to perfect that which needs to perfect, you may just realize that, wait a minute. All right, I finally see what this man is talking about. Agreement then comes. You see, revelation is what brings agreement. We don't agree before revelation. No, it is revelation. What is revelation? The eyes of your understanding being enlightened. Oh, now I see. Okay, now, now I understand. Aha, understanding comes when they break the bread. Yes, all the while he was talking with them at the road Emmaus. He was talking and chatting, give, giving them powerful truth. I mean, the Bible says he spoke of himself from Genesis to Revelation. They didn't understand what he was saying. Until they went into the uh, into the house, they sat down. The Bible says, and he took the bread, he broke it. Suddenly, their eyes were open. What happened? What happened at the moment? Because they saw something, all right, that connected to what they could relate to in Christ. That then opened their eyes. Now they can receive everything this man has been talking about, or else the things Jesus has been talking about, it will have just been some wasted words. Did you get the point that I'm making? So, this is what God is doing. So, God uses these two, these two icons. These two, you know, uh, 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 they are icons to me. Because they are a blessing to the body of Christ. My good God. God have used regarding. Let me start with Regina. God has used Regina to raise so many, so many in the body of Christ in terms of the prophetic. In terms of, I mean, I began to listen to Regina in the 90s. Basically, regarding Regina in the 90s. Same with Regina. In fact, I knew Regina before I knew Regina. So God, had, you see the point. You see the point where God, what, what God was actually stressing. God had laid a foundation for me. Or else, listen to this. Halabashianda. Thank you, Father. Or else, I would, I would have also been captured by the, by the, you know, prophetic witchcraft in the charismatic i would have been caught i've been i've been caught in that same web because you see the prophetic came in the 90s the the, the 90s was the release of the prophetic just after i think about a decade after the excuse me the apostolic move came all right so a lot of people had run and they saw what the prophetic could do i mean you just speak things happen you know you pray things happen all right you give a word things happen so people people saw that gift they ran with the gift while most of the people around with that gift 
had not been established in the structure of the character of Christ. So they've got the gift, but they've got crazy character. So, 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 and because the gift works, I mean, the gift work, they pray for people, things happen. I mean, people come bless them. Suddenly they began to now abuse the gift. And this was what, you know, Rigodwin was dealing with. At that point, the Lord raised them to start dealing with this thing. He called it, you know, charismatic witchcraft. <laughs> charismatic witchcraft. You know, because basically they were using the gift. They were using the charismatic gift to what? You know, to manipulate people. I mean, a lot of people that are doing it today, that's why I'm not moved. That's why I can speak against somebody like, you know, uh, 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 what's his name? You know? You know, because he's, he's one of the fathers, you know, of this charismatic witchcraft. Kenneth Copeland. I mean, if Kenneth Hagin was alive in, in you know, in, in, in today, seeing what this guy, he would give him a good one and say, hey, no, this thing shouldn't be. I hope so. <laughs> you understand? I mean, how do you make a statement and say, you know, you cannot fly, you know, uh, 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 um, public you know public plane because the people in there are like bunch of demons why would a man of god a so-called man of god make such a statement to the people jesus died for so he tells you that these people are completely out of touch they, they are completely out of touch now now regarding has been dealing with them way back then way back then he's been speaking I think it's that from that point i began to understand because you see you might have certain grace or understanding about certain things if if god has not brought people into your life to to help you bring context in terms of truth in terms of the word of god that thing may be there you may have it but you will never be able to fulfill it you will never be able to you know not fulfill it maximize the fulfillment of that grace or gift all right so god will bring people into your life all right if if if, if you don't have you know true mentors true mentors people that are called now the lord is bringing this back to my spirit you know, for a few days now, the Lord has been bringing this word. You have not many fathers. You have not many fathers. You may have a thousand instructors, but you have not many fathers. I've been asking the Lord, do you want me to write something about these? You want me to preach about this? Now I'm, I'm hearing that voice again. All right. For a while, that's, it's been coming to my spirit. And not like I'm, not like I cannot preach about it. I mean, I've preached about things like that before. All right, a lot of people think, oh, this guy doesn't talk about you know the father ministry and the son's ministry. But we've talked about that. We've preached about that. We've built ministry on that. We we've allowed people. Amen. You know, somebody asked me some. You know, not not too long ago. Do you have sons in your life? I said, you don't want to know the number of sons and, and children and daughters and grandchildren. And in fact, I can boldly say that I've got grandchildren. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, I'm a grandfather in this thing. But guess what? I'm still Isaiah Phillips. I'm still, I'm still me. I'm still very much me. I'm still as free as me. I don't have no son coming at Papa. No, no, I don't have that in my life because that is not what Christ, all right, asks us to do. All right, he asks us to impart the nature, amen, of the, of his father into our sons, so that when they look at us, they don't see us; they see Christ. Because if Christ is formed in you, why did, why why must them them see Isaiah Phillips? Why must they see Isaiah Phillips? No, they should see Christ in me, the hope of glory. And if they see Christ in me, guess what? They will not mistreat me. They will not abuse me. And if they do, I will rebuke them. 
And if they don't listen to my rebuke, amen, I will rebuke them again. If they refuse, I will rebuke them again. If they don't, I will reject them. I will discard them. You go go off. Go do your own thing. Go look for your own you know, path. You have no place in my path, in my life. No. Because I will not allow anyone to abuse the grace of God in my life because of humility. And that's what we've seen. All right? Because you, you work in humility, people don't want to abuse you. And that's the extreme where you see some of these people call themselves fathers in the Lord. All right? they, 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 they express certain persona that you can't even talk to them because they don't want people to abuse them. And that is a reflection of insecurity. All right? All right? The fact that somebody abused your grace or your gift yesterday doesn't mean that the next person coming into your life should be afraid to approach you no let them come let them see you don't use amen the experience of one person to deal with the other 10 no that's wrong all right and it's somebody there are people in fact of recent many people have said to me i want you to mentor me and i told them these are the order these are what you need to know these are the things you need to understand about me these are the things you need to understand about my life about my kind of ministry i will mentor you all right, I will do, I will, I will develop you. Yes, that's what I'm called to do. But guess what? You've got to know this aspect. So that when you see me act in certain way, one, you've got to understand I'm a prophet. All right. This minute I can be showing you the face of a lamb. And the next minute I'm showing you, amen, the face of a lion. And you're wondering, hello, I thought I'm just looking at the lamb. What's going on now? Something, why are you changing? Oh, you've got to understand. There is a grace, as a spirit, amen, of the cherubims that we are manifesting. So based on the call and the occasion, we show the face. And that's why I say I'm simple, but I'm complex. I'm complex because of the grace of God. And you think, well, okay, yes, you've got four faces. Uh, it doesn't stop there. I've got many spokes. <laughs> I love this. I've got many spokes. If you think, well, it's just about the four phase. Well, I can handle the phase. Uh-uh. How do you handle the wheel within the wheel? How do you handle that? So because people come into your life, you love them and you show Christ's love to them. Then they want to abuse you. Then they want to take authority. Then they want to, you know, control you. Then they want to manipulate you. And the Lord said, that's a Jezebel spirit. Put that thing, amen, to an hush. And you set a standard. This is the pattern. If you cannot measure up to this standard, that's the gate. The gate is not just for you to come in. Amen. It's also for you to go out. We don't allow people into our life, then we shut them in. No, no. You keep that gate open so that anytime they want to leave, they are, they can leave. Amen. That's a good one, isn't it? Yes. So th 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 these are things that we teach people. All right. What I'm doing takes discipline. It takes discipline because we've seen the level of perversion and wickedness and indiscipline across the body of Christ. Now God is saying, I need you to go fix this thing. God told me. Come to this nation, amen, and repair the bond gates. Repair the bond wall, the, the broken walls. Now, you, you cannot expect my ministry to be loved by everybody. You cannot expect me, amen, to just dance to every tune out there. No, you cannot expect me to be on every pulpit. No. So, so we, we've got a standard that we are raising, amen. We need to, 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 to bring people back to divine order. There's a, there's a nation that is broken down without war, all kinds of things. I mean, you're looking at the Zondo Commission. That is a clear reflection of what we're talking about. 
Amen. Somebody opened the you know opened the gate and broke down the wall and allowed foreigners to come and invade this nation. That is that is just one aspect, all right, of I mean of of, of what we're dealing with in this nation. <laughs> amen. And God knows that amen. That would take some high level governmental you know uh, uh, in, in, in intervention to deal with that. But that is just on the area of the economy. What about other aspects, amen, of this nation that have been captured? Who is dealing with it? What about the spiritual? What about the church? I posted something yesterday on my on my timeline. Uh, 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 it was done. It's a short clip, a short film. In fact, it's a film, video, a uh, 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 documentary. It was done by uh, Jackson in Tambul's uh, a daughter. I was shocked. I mean, the man said it there. You can you find it on my timeline, my my Facebook timeline. Is that this 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 uh, video is done by my daughter? So I'm like, wow, okay, because that that I got that from my uh, uh, um, my Twitter handle because I'm I'm connected to him. I'm connected to some of this minister. You won't believe it on Twitter because I want to know what is going on in the nation so we know how to pray. All right. So now I'm looking at this and I'm saying to myself, wow, this is huge. Things are going on in this country, and. God help the church. God help the men of God, especially those who are into the pastoral, and they're not changing their wine skin. You're not changing your wine skin. Something is about to hit you because I tell you, listen, this man of God, excuse me, some of these ministers, some of these politicians that are Christians, they are ready to challenge the church. And they're doing that. You can see some of them are doing that even with their own children that are believers, that are Christians, all right, that are psychologists and all kinds. I mean, look at the interview. You need to watch that. And they're dealing with people who use the name of Jesus, all right, to you know to 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 take advantage, to abuse other people. And I'm saying, okay, this is what we're talking about. After all, people are listening. Okay, keep guys, keep doing it. But we've got to change the narrative, okay, from one extreme to an extreme. We've got to bring the balance, all right? Because yes, these people are angry. Some of these things that you know they are posting out there are out of shared anger because of what they're seeing, what they're seeing, what they're watching. These pastors are coming, the Bushiris, they're coming, they're taking advantage. I mean, all kinds of crazy things, but not just the Bushiris. We've got so many people today, even in the apostolic, that are taking advantage of the people, all right, that we've got to correct. Because when we talk about, you know, abuse of the church, we just look at the people of God. We just look at, you know, those crazy ones. There are others also, also you know, within our circle, our, our people that we even call friends. That are taking advantage, all right, because they want to make it by force, because they want to be there by force, because so we, we cannot afford to do that. So, my duty is to bring order, correction, alignment, all right, and we're doing that by the authority and grace that God has given to us based on the principle of God's word. And we'll continue to do that, we'll continue to do that until amen. We recapture, we take back, amen, that which has been stolen, amen. So, this is what I am doing. So, when you look at this concept of prayer that we're doing, it's all part of of amen you know the the, the 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 activity of restoration and 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 bringing people back to truth because a lot of people today don't don't have you know trust and confidence again in the church in fact a lot of people today are beginning to doubt their faith uh, and it should not be the fact that some people have misrepresent God and misrepresent the things of God and his ways and his order doesn't mean that amen the things of God are not real 
In fact, that is the issue right now in, in Europe and in America. A lot of people are so angry with the church to the point that they're getting angry with the church, with God. All right. And that's all kinds of crazy things are happening today. People are doing all kinds of things because they are, they are releasing their, their vexation. Amen. On God and say, no, this God thing is, is just an hoax. You know, we've been, we've been taking advantage of. Somebody must be able to rise up and say, yes, you've been taking advantage of, but guess what? Those are the minor. We've got to deal with the real thing. We've got to bring order back. And I believe this is the reason why God is emphasizing the whole idea of you have not many fathers. You may have 10,000 instructors. So where are the fathers? Who are the fathers? Amen. When God, when the scripture used the term fathers, what does it mean? Those are some of the things we're going to be dealing with. Obviously not today. And, um, I don't know, but who allow the spirit of God to deal with that all right, and give me the, the timeline to be able to do that. And we'll do that because we like it or not. There is a church that must be, that must be prepared, that must awake, that must emerge amen, out of this, you know, dysfunctionality and all of this mess that we're seeing. A church must emerge that are working in order, that are working in love, in submission. Amen. A church that are working, amen, in the power of grace because we like it or not we must be amen a company of them that are preparing the way we cannot allow ourselves to be distracted amen by you know somebody's you know uh, 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 you know abuse and, and 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 frustration and and you know all this mess that is we cannot afford ourselves amen to be distracted amen we've got to allow god amen to bring us to keep us in that position of focus we want to be focused amen there is a work there's a job before us amen the job is to prepare the way to make the path straight we must be that voice crying in the wilderness prepare the way of the lord amen the mountain must be made low amen the the the, the highways must be prepare amen the crooked path must be strengthened amen for christ there has to be amen in our day in our time amen that christ can access our land can access our nation can access our generation may it not be said that we have come we have continually kept shut jesus out of our life out of our society no we want to open the gate so what we're doing right now may sound as if everything looks crazy yes where when there's a restoration you know there's a re renovation everything looks crazy but just give it a time everything is going to make sense before you know it you're going to see clean road you're going to begin to see pipes that are laid down you're going to begin to see order and structure but for now everything still look messy yes it's got to look messy because we're dealing with people that have really messed up the things of god we're dealing with that we want to deal with that you know I, i'm not going to mention this wonderful friend you know called me you know just after i posted you know kenneth copeland uh, lovely lovely man of god i appreciate him and he said to me man of god you know just you know for you know certain people's sake i would like you to remove you know uh, that post you know on kenneth copeland i said to my to my friend you know it's a friend because I, you know he, he had the boldness to call me to tell me about it some some will go behind you and talk about it they will not call you and i said okay that's your version but let me give you my version the reason why i posted there is so that the young people young ministers young guys that are going into ministries all right will, will not continue to look at people like kenny coppola and the rest and think i'm just going to start a church and we're going to get it right and we're going to have a jet plane and we're going to get a limousine i said that is a wrong influence that's a wrong leadership value system we don't want that and so i'm putting this thing there you know i i, will, I, I hardly mention names if I mention somebody's name, it's because I'm, I'm done. I mean, I've got it here. You know, people like Kenneth Copeland, people like T.D. Jakes. Oh, those are the girl message. Those are the people you don't want to talk about. Oh, but those are the people God have sent me to talk about. 
You know why? Because none of them is paying me. Now, we go for the real shot. Not the, I, don't, I don't bother about the little demons. We go for the real ones. Alright? The Kenneth Copeland's, alright? The, 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 you know, the TD Jakes of this world that are manipulating the emotions of the people. Everybody's got a problem. You cannot, you cannot build a ministry around people's problem. You cannot build people around, you know, broken homes. You know, you cannot build ministry around, you know, the broken emotions of the people. You cannot build ministry around, you know, the fear of the people. You cannot build ministry around the color, the skin of the, of the people. You cannot build, I mean, We've got to deal with these things. You cannot ministry is not is not you know uh, 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 needs and supply. You know supplies and needs uh, or what, how, what? How do they call that thing in, in in demand and supply? Okay, what is the demand out there? All right, there are you know uh, 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 broken homes. You know a uh, uh, teenage pregnancy. You know. Um, you know, lack of education, lack of food, blah, blah, blah. And then, okay, we build, you say, I can build a ministry around anything. I mean, South Africa is almost like America. You can take advantage of the need of this nation to build a ministry. In fact, that is what the Bushiris and all the rest, that's what they're doing. People are desperate. People are desperate. People are in need. You have more broken homes in, in, in South Africa than most part of the world. You've got, I mean, South Africa has a, one of the highest level of divorce, global. They say South Africa is, is one of the most unequal society in the world. That's a market. You want to talk about market? That's a market. That's what they call lynch market. You, ju you just focus on that. That's your lynch. You just focus on that. There are many youths in this country that, that are disorientated. They don't know what life is all about. There are, I mean, 80% of the youths in South Africa don't know what they want to be tomorrow. They don't know. They don't have a sense of the future. These are the same youth that are all pregnant. I mean, 95% of youths in South Africa are pregnant. I'm not, I'm not quoting this, this uh, uh, percentage of head. You can go check it out. Stacks essay. You can go check it out. I did a write-up, you know, some time back. You know, how, you know, South Africa has been sexualized. How the, the children of this nation have been sexualized. I mean, a child, you know, a six-year-old child in South Africa is, or, is already sexually active. They said, they said, they said primary children, primary school children are more, are more sexually active than even secondary. This is what I heard on SABC. You talk about ministry, you can start ministry around those things. <laughs> you can start ministry around these things that I'm highlighting. Look at corruption. Oh, number one. <laughs> number one. I mean, Nigeria used to take the top in corruption. South Africa is taking over. Come on. We, we talk about systemic corruption. The Gupta, that is, that's a clear... You know, expression of what you call a systemic corruption, and then you've got somebody like Zuma saying, "What do you mean that the state is captured? That man must be sick of it. It must be out of his brain for him to say, "What do you mean that the state is captured?" If if an ordinary citizen can say to a minister with portfolio that if I give you X amount of money, you will have this office. If a if if a if a president.
president can say, I am the one that, you know, that name, the name of, you know, uh, 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 that gave the name of, you know, of a media house just to counter. That is propaganda. It should go to jail. It should be jailed. They should even give him another opportunity. I mean, you can't say these things that this man is saying on, you know, places like Europe, America. No, his hand is already handcuffed. But because he knows that nobody's going to go to jail. But we're saying it's not going to be. This time around, this nation will be free. I'm not, I'm not afraid of any of them. I know when God will have me speak and I speak. That is corruption. Guess what? What kind of a leader, what kind of an example of leadership has that man portrayed for people, young people coming up in this nation? And then you say, well, 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 they're just talking about the Guptas. What, what, what about the guys here in, 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 uh, uh, in Stalinbosch? For all I care, anybody who has raped this nation, who has destroyed the destiny of this nation and the destiny of the young one should all go to jail. So let's not keep looking at uh, you know, the story of Rwanda and say, wow, Rwanda today is a miracle. Go look at what Paul Kigami did in Rwanda. All the people that wrecked the nation, he jailed them. Do we have the teeth to bite? So let's, let's not deceive ourselves. Oh, uh, Rwanda. Today, Rwanda is, is a mini mecca. Rwanda. I mean, that's a nation that went through genocide. Genocide. The Hutsis and the Tutsi, they killed themselves. But God raised the man Rwanda. And somebody will tomorrow say, oh, no, no. We don't like, we don't like his leadership. He's too hard. Are you, what can you do in bringing change to a society if you are not hard? That's why people cannot come. Some people cannot work with me. Because they want you to pamper them. And you see them operating in all kind of funny spirit, crazy spirit. And they think, oh yeah, but you don't have to, you don't have to say it that way. I'm going to say it that way. Call a spade a spade. If you ever think that you're going to be free by living in denial, you will never walk in freedom. You will, um, you will be romancing the freedom. <laughs> you will be talking about it, but you're never going to be free. You see, those are the things that I learned. I learned them. I didn't just jump from heaven. Suddenly I begin. No, no. I also learned them. I learned this thing. I read a lot of rejoiners, uh, rejoiners material. Even rejoiners material. Even, in fact, if you people who are romancing rejoiner, they love what, but they don't know where this man is coming from. Even though even rejoiner himself has his own, you know, blind spot because the concept of the prophetic, amen, is always focused on one part of you know of of America. It's always about the whites. You see, that, that's an extreme. We've got to balance this thing. You see, I, I don't want to be blind to what God is doing in this new day. And that's why this new material that I'm, that I'm bringing out is going to, I mean, if you like to read, it's going to blow your mind. There's something I talk about the neutrality of the kingdom. <laughs> I just love the way God expresses his truth to me. The neutrality of the kingdom. That we don't take side when it comes to the kingdom. You see, when it comes to the kingdom, your concept of oppression must go beyond the church. Because you see, the kingdom is bigger than the church. You can have a very strong church. But when it comes to the things of the kingdom, you're weak, you're anemic, and you're very shallow. A lot of people have perfected building church. But when it comes to kingdom, they're still babies. <laughs> 
When you enter their church, your jaw will drop. Yes, they've perfected the act of building church. But the church is not the kingdom. We are building the kingdom of God. So in, in my office here, we can be building the kingdom. I don't have to have 5,000 people sitting, you know, under me for me to build the kingdom of God. We, I'm building kingdom. I told you, the highest number of people following our material online, they are from United States of America. They're searching. America is searching for light. Europe, they're searching. Some time ago, I had, you know, uh, you know uh, uh, a lecturer from, you know, one of the universities in Europe asking permission to use one of my material. He's a lecturer from Europe. I said to him, go ahead, use it. Looking at dealing with crime from a biblical perspective. People think we are, you know, these people are dons. They don't have sight. They don't have understanding. We do have sight and understanding. It's just that they're not listening. And I'm doing all that the Lord will have me do because I don't know how, you see, Sometimes you, and I get emotional, I get you know carried away by these things. I don't know if I've got tomorrow. So I live each of my day, amen, in the full reality of what God will have me do. I live based on the principles of God. I don't have time to play around, to joke, you know, uh, to, to play politics. I don't do, you know, years ago, somebody told me, you know, while I was a pastor, he told me, he said, you've got to understand church politics. This, this guy's supposed to be one of my deacons. I rebuked him. I said, never in your life use that terminology again to me. I rebuked him. I said, never in your life use that term, church politics. Where did you hear that from? Where do you find that in the scripture? Oh, Pastor, I'm sorry. You better be. Church politics. I don't do po church politics. I do kingdom. And if we teach order, we bring government. You see, a church that lacks order, that lacks government, that lacks the instructions of the spirit and the directions of the spirit is a church that is captured. I don't care if you have 10,000 people under you. Because in fact, that is where you're going to find, amen, the Ataliyahs and the Jezebels and the Arabs. Remember, this will are rich. They've got money. They've got power. They've got influence. They'll just be controlling you and you two will be dancing to their tune. <laughs> You'll be castrated. Your manhood will be taken from you. You will have no power to produce anything for the kingdom. But you'll be blessed and you'll be singing, Abraham's blessings are mine. Abraham, blessings are mine. I am blessing. Come on, shut up. You've been captured. You're sitting under the table. Jezebel is the one feeding you. You're sitting on the table of Jezebel. You're one of his, you're one of his paid prophets. You're one of his, you're one of a paid prophet. You're one of a paid apostles. Don't you understand that Jezebel has got the power and the authority? I mean, in the book of Revelation, we saw this woman calling herself a prophetess. That's why I'm going to be in trouble because this teaching that I'm going to be doing is going to be dealing with women. I'm not saying the Jezebel spirit, amen, is solely, you know, a, a, a female spirit. No, no, I've never said that. But that spirit finds expression through women because that spirit understands that women are very, 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 very emotional. And he uses that single aspect of their emotion to manipulate. 
That's why as a woman, I mean, I've got women in my life. I've got Myrtle in my life. I've got my wife. I've got Blanche. I've got the few other people that I know that they're women. As so many, I can begin to mention their names. But guess what? If you don't deal with these things that we're dealing with now, if you, you I mean, I, I'm not saying you guys got the spirit, no, no, but I'm saying you've got to let the such light of God once again, God, look at my life again. Because if you don't know that these things, I mean, there's Tina there. I mean, Tina is one of my daughters. She's been my daughter since she was in secondary school. Now she's a lecturer <laughs> in university. And she's still following me. You see, now I can talk about that because she's there watching me. But I'll never call any that are not before me and tell you, no, 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 I won't do that. I won't do that. So you can imagine how, 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 how long, how far we've come. Close to 18 years that we, we never saw each other. So uh, we don't do church politics. We don't do that. There's nothing like that. You do church politics, that's the end of your ministry. It's gone. Finish. <laughs> it's just a matter of that. Uh, well, just to keep the peace. Just, no, no, that person, uh, do, that, don't touch that person. Uh, that one, no. Uh, you see that sister? She's the highest church uh, type pair. Uh, that one, uh, she's the, uh, excuse me? Tina, you know, maybe someday I'm going to invite you to tell them about me because uh, many people really don't know me, but you do know me. You can tell people, you know me. I pastored you. You know how we flowed back then. That's why I'm still here. That's why I'm still here. I would have been sucked in by that same quicksand that I've sucked so many. So many of my generation have been sucked, been captured. They are not, today sitting on the table of Jezebel. Whatever Jezebel presented them, that's what they eat. Ah, Laba Shayanda. May that spirit be cursed. Never. They try to manipulate you with money. They give you money so that you can be quiet and don't say certain things. They give you money. And they, when they bless you with money, yes, they say they bless you with money. No, but the money is to basically shut you down, shut your mouth. So that when you see something wrong in their life, you can't talk about that thing because you think of, hey, but they gave you 2,000, but they gave you 5,000, but they gave you 10,000, but they gave you, oh, Lord, ah. <laughs> not Isaiah Phillips. I will speak the word of the law to hell with your money. So let your money perish with you. It will suffer for the sake of the kingdom. Talk about suffering, I can tell about suffering. I've written a lot. Go check my, my material that I did on Job. It's there. If you search my website, you'll find it there. The ministry of suffering. We will suffer. Isaiah is suffering for the sake of the kingdom. Yes. If you want to follow kingdom, you're going to suffer. If somebody ever tell you you're not going to suffer for kingdom's sake, that person lied to you. If anybody ever told you that it's all going to be jolly, well, good, everything rosy, everything is just going to be blessed. <laughs> you, you've been lied to I'm not going to lie to you but even in your suffering God will make a way it will grant you grace it will cushion that suffering certain things God will leave it there he said because of the much revelation because of the grace upon you I'm going to allow this enemy of Satan to be there <laughs> just to keep you at breast just to keep you you know alive <laughs> everywhere Paul went they were with him We're not afraid. Fear is a given. God has not given to you a spirit of fear. 
So if God has not given to you, what are you doing with him? He who fears a man lacks the fear of God. He who fears a man lacks the fear of God. I'm too full of the fear of God to even recognize the face of a man. That's one of my criteria as a prophet. It's not to go around prophesying. Oh, no, 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 no. A prophet is not known by the gift of prophecy. A prophet is known by the character, by the manifestation of the character of the values of Christ. That's how we know a prophet. A prophet will tell the truth to his heart. You tell the truth to your heart. You know, certain things happen in my life. The little finance that we're getting that was increasing just shut down because I stood by the truth. And I said to my wife, he says, you see, my wife, I said, this thing is, is dangerous to be a prophet because you're going to put yourself in trouble. I mean, suddenly you think, yeah, you can afford to do this now. You can afford to pay this bill. You can afford to... And, and these are not things that you're even thinking of yourself just for the ministry to, to, you know, to continue. And because you dealt with people in truth, they decide to withdraw themselves and withdraw the little gift they give. And I said to myself, you see, this is how you know if people truly are for the Lord or are for something else. Because if somebody, if somebody rebuked you for telling the, you know, for to correct you and rebuke you for truth, in, in fact, not rebuke, correcting you for truth, and suddenly you withdraw yourself and you withdraw the much needed fund for the ministry, that speaks volume. It means that you are not, in fact, interested in the ministry. You're interested in a position. Like I said, some people want to be close to the prophet. And the thing by getting, you know, close to the prophet, somehow, the, you know, the, the anointing, the prophetic anointing or the impartation will rub off on them. It doesn't work that way. In the concept of transfer of spirit, somebody must submit and surrender. If you go to the Bushiris and that, it's the same principle. If you don't submit to what the man says, it doesn't work for you. Don't tell me everything that man says is a lie. No, they're true. Because people believe, they believe in that lie and they submit under that lie and it works for them. If you believe that this, might, this um, uh, uh, um, mouse can bring you, you know, healing, just believe long enough, <laughs> it will work for you. That's how, that's how powerful belief is. That's why the Bible said they believe in a lie. You can believe in a lie. You can believe in delusion. You can believe in deception. You can believe in falsehood. So some people right now, they are believers, but they are believers of lie. They are believers of falsehood. So don't kid yourself and say, well, it works for me. The issue is not, it works for you. How does it work? You see, Christ is the way. That, that's, that's a value system. There are so many other ways. Muhammad can tell you that. In fact, Muhammad, they say Muhammad is the way. They tell you and Buddha is the way. You know, Shinto, Hare Krishna. You know, uh, God, so many out there. So many religions out there claiming the way. 
And people are praying. Have you ever seen, you know, where, you know, the Muslims are performing miracles? Have you ever seen that before? <laughs> Maybe you should go learn that. You should go find out. When they begin the chanting and they go into the spirit and you begin to see things happen. That's no fake. That's real. Because there is a power they are consulting. So it is not the manifestation that validates your position in Christ. It is the value system that you operate with. The nature of a true prophet has to emerge in this new day. That's why I keep saying, if you cannot trust, I've done, I mean, for close to, close to 16 years in this nation, the Lord said, you have to prove yourself. You have to prove yourself. So while people were sending message to me from Nigeria, so has the ministry. How are things happening there? And I'm sure they've got this picture in their mind that, hey, this man must just be, you know, breaking into territories and opening churches and ministry there and everybody. And I said, well, I'm still here. I'm standing, sitting and waiting because I need to be approved by God. In my approval by God in the land, amen, the people must validate the grace of God in my life by the authenticity of nature of character they see in me not by what i do know they have to see that uh -uh, this guy is different people have tried to fault me i've tried to you know do all kinds of things to malign me to stop to frustrate all right to you know to even implicate me is the for the grace listen the devil is not after you is after the vision that you carry and if you and if and if amen, he can kill 10,000 around you to get to that one seed, he will do it. Oh, he did it in Egypt. Do you know how many children died because of Moses? <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm laughing, but this is not a laughing matter, but it's a reality. Look at the number of children that died because of one child. Any child from two below must die because of one seed. I know that I'm a prime target. And that's why the enemy will make it difficult. But the enemy doesn't also know that <laughs> the Lord has already informed us and prepared us beforehand. So I came to this nation prepared. Tina, you can tell the people the way we used to pray for South Africa in Nigeria. So there's enough prayer that can last me to the last point I finish my work in this nation but I don't leave him that I've got to pray daily some people are still waiting it's got an agenda until my job is done they will still be waiting that I've got an agenda my job is done I've gone to the next reality the next realm And the reason why they think I've got an agenda because they've got an agenda. Because they don't read their scripture. They don't know that God sent people from places to places to represent his purpose and his desire. And they don't understand that it's not even just about being sent. That a man that is given a prophetic grace to speak of the, of the, of the intentions of God in the earth has jurisdiction. That's part of something uh, uh, you know, I was talking about. Amen. That's part of something I was talking about in this material that I'm writing. Elijah has jurisdiction to speak 
You see, not everybody can deal with Jezebel. Ah, hey, Lord, help me. Not everybody has the power. I don't care. You say, oh, I'm a believer. I have authority. Jezebel will finish you. Not everybody has the governmental authority. You've got to understand rankings in the spirit. Not even Michael will challenge Lucifer. He says, the Lord rebuke you. You've got to understand the position of authority. There are rankings in the spirit. Listen to this. If satanic, if satanic system carries rankings, they understand themselves and they function in ranks. Don't you understand? Don't you think that they, they took that concept from the kingdom of God? Everything about God is, is established in order. They are angelic authority. You've got, you've, you, you've got those that, that, that express themselves before the throne of God. The Bible talk about, amen, these creatures, these, these, these creatures. <laughs> the Bible didn't call them angels. The Bible talk about creatures before the throne of God. Zealots before the throne of God who worship God. There are places the Bible will use the term you know, uh, 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 act, you know, um, you know, cherubims and seraphims, but there, there are dimensions of creatures that we don't even know about yet. Then you've got, you've, you've got, you've got the seraphims. Then you've got the cherubims. Then you've got angels. Yeah. Then you begin not to deal with. Other spiritual entities, then before you even begin to come into the realm of you know of, 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 of the church. You think church has the final say about the things of God? No. <laughs> Your authority in the church, if 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 it has not been built and translated into a position in the kingdom, you are at the lower realm. The church is in the lower realm of the activities of God in the earth. You've got to come into the kingdom realm because it's in kingdom realm, amen, that we engage with powers. It's not in the church. The church only executes the authority that has been established by the kingdom. The church, I always say this, listen to this, I always say this. The church is the administrative organ, amen, of the leadership or government of the kingdom. The church is there to go represent. The church is the church function in an ambassadorial position. Oh Lord help me here. We're doing something this morning. <laughs> I thought I was going to do act 8. But we've got to understand this concept. So if you want to establish authority, amen, make sure that you are in the kingdom. But Because listen to this. Parts of darkness only listen to people who operate. Amen. And function in the in the authority of the kingdom of God. If you function, if you think you're functioning in the church, and you think so, you, so you ask me. So what is the purpose of the church? The church is there to administrate. Read, we've been reading Acts. We've been reading the book of Acts. All right. The power that came upon the church in the day of Acts of the Apostle was to do what? To manifest, to exhibit the authority of the kingdom. So if you refuse to stop, if, excuse me, if you refuse to go out there and administrate and represent, listen to this. What is authority? Authority, or rather, what is power? Power, amen, is a delegated authority. So, so if I, if, if I give, you know, um, 
I'm looking at the best scenario to explain this now. Okay, let's take the concept of just, you know, a military, you know, a policeman out there. All right. The policeman represent the authority of the state. Right? But the policeman, amen, is not defined by his physique. You do not respect the policeman because this guy is well built. You, you look, you know, you, you see those Bura, some of those Bura police. They, they're huge. Because, I mean, that's just their, their nature. I mean, the Bura are very big people. You look at, this guy is tall and he's huge. <laughs> Amen. And you're like, wow. So, you're going to respect that man because he's got physique, because he's well built. No. That's not what defines his authority. What defines his authority, one, is the uniform that he wears. Secondly, is his rank or a rank is it yes that's what defines the authority is in the uniform is in what you wear the authority is not in how you look the authority is not how you scare oh no 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 the, the authority amen is in the uniform the man wears you look you look at that thing called a badge is a okay all right sorry sir sorry sir you submit because that person is there, that man wearing that uniform or that badge or that beret or whatever it is that reflects amen, a symbol of representation. You surrender, you submit. This is stop in the name of the law. You stop. But you know what we're doing in the church? We try to build a big house and but we have nothing to show that we're representing the kingdom of God. And that's why today we are laughed at, we are scorned at, we are mocked. You understand? We're mocked because we don't have what it takes to show that we indeed we're representing the kingdom of God. So the church function, the, listen to this, the kingdom has been in operation before the church was born. Oh, Rabbi Shayende. Lord help me. Can, 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 can we teach this morning? The kingdom has been in operation. The kingdom is eternal. The church function in time. A time is going to come. The church shall be no more. A time is going to come. The church will be no more. The church will collapse. Into where it begins from. The kingdom. Because the church is sent in an assignment and the assignment must be finished. Did you notice that after the millennial reign, that the kingdom of God still continue? <laughs> the Bible says his kingdom is everlasting. Everlasting. The kingdom of God is everlasting. Who knows? Maybe we'll be sent to another planet to go establish something new for God there. Who knows? Who knows? I'm looking forward to that. You see, when we have this understanding, we don't live our life in such a small, myopic concept of existence. What's the time? Are you enjoying this? You see, every time I plan that I'm going to continue on this app thing, and then the Lord just said, okay, no, sorry. I still need you to say something. I still need you to emphasize something. And I'm glad to do that. I'm more than happy to do that. Ah, Lord, I love doing that. I love when heaven, amen, interrupts me. Not like I've got my own agenda. 
No, I just want to kind of take us through this systemic concept so we understand what church is. We understand how to pray. Because everything, listen to this, everything you see in the book of Acts is established on the principle of the kingdom of God. But that establishment began, amen, from the formation of the church. Because the church, amen, listen to this, the church is one arm of expressing the reality or the nature or the culture or the power, the authority of the kingdom of God. It's just one arm. There are other aspects, amen, of the kingdom of God that we may not necessarily know of. So when God does things outside our little understanding about kingdom, let's not fight and reject it. Like God will raise somebody like Mark, you know, the, 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 the founder of Facebook. <laughs> do you think that, do you think God gave this guy this wisdom just because he needs to make money? Are ah, you be out of your brain to think God gave this guy amen, this wisdom just for him to make money? You see, that's why, oh Lord, I wish, oh, I wish somebody can listen to me and understand. If money becomes the objective of what we're doing, we are not even saved yet. Now the talker begin to understand the things of the kingdom. I can tell you. Because I tell you, unbelievers has got, they've got good money and they're not saved. So, so being saved cannot be the criteria of, being, of, of prospering. Being saved should not be the criteria of prospering. Okay, that sounds okay. Listening to this. All right, let me not go into that side, or else I'm not going to stop. But I hope you, you you you're getting into you're getting the heart, the, the heartbeat of the Father. There's so much more we need to discover in the eternal prophetic objective of God that is shaping society today. Than our little, you know, myopic bias, prejudicial knowledge of the things of God. There's so much we need to learn. I mean, like me now, if I if tomorrow Isaiah leaves South Africa, do you think Isaiah has actually left South Africa? No, no. Isaiah spread all over South Africa. I'm spread all over this nation. Because of the seed of truth that we have released. You, you cannot wipe me off. Because I have become an, an emblem. To the heart of many in terms of the imprint of the truth. And the knowledge of Christ and his kingdom. So God gives this guy such a blessing. Give him an idea. Here's the idea. Has, has impacted so many lives. At least. Till I know. There's nothing that said. This guy is born again. At least from our own. Knowledge. But guess what. That singular act. Of the establishment of Facebook, I 
has imprinted the face of Christ upon the globe. Oh, Labashayade, Lababa. God, help us to understand. Just think about that. What is on your mind? Many of us were, that was a prophetic word. Do you think this guy just thought, what, wake up one morning and say, what, what, how do we put this thing? What's on your mind? That was prophetic. How many times have I released what is, what, what is on my mind regarding the kingdom? And, I, and for, till today, at least till today, it has not been deleted. You, you get, God, God has given us a window of opportunity. Facebook has changed the face of the church for life. Facebook, you like it or not, Facebook has brought healing, deliverance to home, to marriage. Ah, you may say, but what about many people that have Facebook have destroyed? Can you compare? The number of people that the enemy have used Facebook, you know, to lie to, to deceive, to the number of people God have used Facebook to change, literally change. You, there's no comparison. It's like ratio one to hundred. I mean, I've got materials that we've dealt with, we things that we've taught, you know, in the nineties, in you know, two thousand. That I've taught, that I've taught on Facebook, just like that, just like that, just like that. And people anywhere in the world, if they can connect to me, they can listen. That's a miracle. That is a miracle you and I must never take for granted. We must never take this moment for granted. This is what God is doing. Can I give you a prophetic word? We will not always have this opportunity. I don't know when it's going to happen. But listen to this. Another Pharaoh will arise that does not know the God of Joseph. And will change the order. And, he, and if, 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 my, if my prophetic sense serves me right, we may be getting close to that day, to that season. Because there's so much pressure right now on Facebook to come to, you know, to move towards certain narrative. Because it's power. This is power. This then place power in the hands of ordinary people. Oh, now I understand why God is saying this. Why God wants us to go this direction. I mean, look at it. Life is there. This is not recording. I told you, YouTube said you can no longer live stream, you know, your videos if you don't have a thousand followers. Where in the world am I going to get a thousand followers? I don't have a thousand followers. At least with the announcement I've made, maybe I've got 15 likes now. Just yeah, the last time I checked 15, maybe, maybe 20, 20, 20 subscribers now. Because the owners of Google, they are tilting. If I'm not tilting, they are 
expressing, they are presently expressing certain narrative that is almost antichrist. So you, you, you've got to find a way of maneuvering your way. And that's why now I'm trying to do short clips and posting them short clips on because you, you can record, you can pre-record and upload. That's different from doing a live stream like you're doing on Facebook now. You see, when I'm done with this, it's, it's recorded and it's there. And you can always download it. In fact, that's what I'm going to enjoy a lot of people to do. If you've got enough data, God help us with data. If you've got enough data, please download this material. Because someday, if you don't download them, someday you don't know. You may just not see them again, have them again. This is how we preserve prosperity. This is how we build a man. Resource for, you see, part of what I'm doing is not just for people to listen to me. But if it's for posterity. So that when people like my children grow up, they can have a reference and say, that's, that, that's my father. That was my father preaching there. That's my father preaching there. This material should go into some cloud somewhere beyond Facebook. That we can preserve our truth. Because we're dealing with a system that wants to annihilate, re refuse, re you know, re remove everything that deals with God, that deals with Christ. In society the battle has begun and this is part of what I'm going to be talking about in dealing with the spirit of Jezebel so it's gonna take a strong you will notice God have to raise Elijah all right to anoint a man by the name Jehu to bring an end to this ungodliness so so many things are gonna be happening and already happening underneath Yesterday, yesterday, a friend of mine from UK began to send me some materials as we've got to talk about this thing. About what is already happening. That we've got to, we've got to begin to pray them into context and have an understanding of what the Spirit of the Lord is doing. So, so, we are, so, so that the day of the Lord, amen, does not cut on us unread, un, unprepared. What do we call this this morning now? Father, we thank you. There's so much to say. There's still so much in my spirit, but I felt I need to round up now. Thank you guys for connecting. I, I believe somehow something has been dropping your spirit. I'm not sure if the video is still on, not showing properly because I can see that the the image is not too bright. I'm not sure what happened, but guess what? Continue to bless the Lord. So thank you guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm looking forward to the days ahead with great joy, with great anticipation. May the Lord continue to give us instructed tongue. May we continue to know the word that will sustain the weary. There are a lot of weary people out there. Or maybe you're weary. May the Lord strengthen your heart. May the Lord empower your spirit. May he enable you with, with, with his presence and fresh oil that you will rise up this day and see beyond the activities around you and begin to see the acti activity above you. There's a cloud. There's a company of them that call the great witness. They're all over you. Something is happening all over you. You're not alone. You're never alone. 
Even when you feel lonely, when you feel alone, you're never alone. He promised he will never leave you nor forsake you. You know, something happened, uh, when the, was the last two years. You know, my children, they like to, you know, you know our children, sometimes they can be funny. They like to play around. So, Samuel uh, was in the room and Jemima locked, 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 you know, locked, uh, locked him in the room. Maybe she, she was outside, so I mean, they were joking, but somehow I discovered that the lock would not open. We're trying to use a key, the lock would not. And at this point, my boy is already panicking, you know, <laughs> almost crying. In fact, not almost crying, I start crying, panicking. Because, I mean, they tried to, she tried to open, it wouldn't open. The mom tried, and it's for us to see that there's a you know, they, they put something in, you know, children, they're very funny. They, they, <laughs> they put something, push something in the keyhole. So even the key will not go into. So I just heard him screaming my name, Daddy! And he, this came to my mind, what I'm saying to you, that the Lord promised he would never leave you nor forsake you. And I felt this is just a beautiful, beautiful picture for you to, you know, to, to look into. So he was screaming. So I said to him, Samuel, be, be quiet don't cry don't 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 panic just sit down and relax as i said that it's like i heard the voice of the father says exactly the same thing i would like you to do when i ask you to sit be quiet and sit don't panic sometimes you think you you're locked behind you know uh, this door this gate this prison that doesn't want to open and you're screaming, you're crying, you feel uh, I'm, I'm captured, I, I, I'm, I'm, I can't get out. And the voice of God is saying to you, just be quiet, sit down, I'm going to get you out. And in my mind, the back of my mind, I've, you know, I'm saying to myself, I'm going to open this door. And even if it will require me to break down the door, I will break it down for my son to come out. I mean, that just came to my heart. Even if, if I have to break down the door, I'll break down the door to get my son out. Simple. Doesn't cost me anything. I'll literally break down the door. And as I was thinking about that, it's like the father was speaking to me. I said, this is a parable. And I had to go look for, you know, some wire and remove the obstacle. And finally, in fact, as I removed the ob obstacle, my wife put in the key again and opened the door. And, you know, you want to get angry and start getting And the Spirit of God saying, no, this is a parable. Family, why don't you learn? And I hear what the Lord is saying. Thank you, Father. You're always with us, even when we feel we're trapped. I mean, he felt he's trapped. But there's a father out there that is not trapped. You have a father that is never trapped and will never be trapped. So don't you allow the enemy say to you, you're trapped. You're not trapped. You're as free as a bird. Just wait. He's going to come. Father, we thank you. We honor you for your truth. Your truth never fails. Your word never fails. We appreciate you, O oh God, for what your spirit is doing even in this new day. Thank you, O oh God, that you will continue to impart life to us, grace to us, wisdom, knowledge, understanding. Thank you, Father, that you're bringing order. That's a word you're speaking to us. As you use the concept of rejoiner and regardway, oh God, 
Thank you, O God, that as we embrace the apostolic, help us, Lord, to embrace that on the truth, on the foundation of order. Order. We want order into our lives. Order, discipline, structure, government, administration. This is what we want. So that when we go out there, O God, today, we can then begin to function seamlessly in their authority, in the reality of your truth. I thank you, O God, that you bring order into the life of my brothers and my sisters. Grace, wisdom, knowledge, impact their life this morning, O God. Comfort their hearts in the truth of your word. Because I know when they do this, O God, you will release your blessing. You say, make them sit in fifties. It's from that order that you broke the bread and you fed the people with the fish. I thank you, O God, that order will bring miracle into our lives. So if there's any aspect of your life right now that is still in disarray, that is still out of order, why don't you begin to pray? Let God shine his light into those areas so that order can come into your life, so that structure can come into your life. Whatever you are desiring God to do in your life, order must precede the manifestation of that miracle. Because if there are no orders and God bless you, then it means that you're going to squander that thing. You're not going to appreciate that thing. You're going to abuse that thing. And that is what really happens. You find out that, you find out that a lot of people that have received the blessings of God without them being prepared in order, they either abuse that thing and they get to lose that thing. So we pray this morning, Father, let order come into our life. Every aspect of our life, Father, we receive order. We receive instruction. We receive guidance. We receive direction. Bring us, O God, to light. Bring us to truth. Help us to see. Help us to realize that the greatest miracle that can happen to us in this moment is order. We receive order. The kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. It's order. Thank you. We honor you, Father. We bless you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Well, I think I've come to the point where we've got to call it a morning. Amen. I really want to appreciate everybody again, once again, for being part of this live broadcast. Please, um, if some of the things that we've talked about has touched your heart, have been a blessing to you, let me know. Send me a word. Send me a WhatsApp. Send me, you know, a messenger message, you know. I'm sure that will also encourage me to continue to press on. I'm going to thank God for people that are already expressing that. Somebody uh, somebody said a message all right, to my wife and said, your husband is doing a good job. I, 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 I'm really blessed by his videos. Well, I really thank God for that. So if, 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 if you've been blessed, let me know. All right? That will also encourage me to continue. All right? And if you don't, well, I'll continue to do what I'm doing. All right? Not like that moves me, but at least that will help a long way. And please don't forget to be a blessing. All right? If the Lord touches your heart financially to be a blessing to what we're doing, please, we do need your support. We'll appreciate, we appreciate you doing that. Another thing, please continue to share. We like these messages to be spread, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, abroad. I noticed that one person have been sharing my, my the videos, and I, I don't know that who that person is, but I appreciate it. Thank you so very much. Please continue to share these videos. Continue to share the truth, because that may just be 
one way God will use you to be a blessing to others. All right. If it's a blessing to you, why don't you let it be a blessing to other people? All right. By just sharing it. It's just a link. Just share. Maybe you can just say, well, listen to this. It's going to bless bless you. Share it. Like it. Amen. And please like my uh, um, video, uh, um, my YouTube channel. Excuse me. My YouTube channel. Please continue to like it. Amen. And leave a comment there. Amen. And even this one, leave a comment there. We like it. Yes. Because this is what the people want to see. They want to see comments. So continue to comment. Continue to appreciate what we're doing. Amen. Thank you. Uh, um, let's see if I can do this then. Thank you. So many people. Amen. Thank you. Oh, Ellen. Wow. Mm, nice to have you. Long time no see. How is England, right? Yes. Wow. This is great. Really appreciate your connection, Ellen, this morning. Wow. My love to the family. All right. I'm sure we'll chat later. I'll, I'll give you a message. All right. Thank you, Sister Myrtle. All right. Thank you, Tina. All right. Thank you so much. Amen. Yes. Praise God. Thank you. Thank you, thank you. Oh, wow. Amen. Apostle Godfrey, thank you, sir. Thank you for connecting with us this morning. Appreciate it. Amen. Amen. Brother Ricardo, thank you. Amen. Uh, fans, amen. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Thank you, thank you, thank you, sir. Amen. Uh, yes, the Blanche. And every other person that I can see their name or I can't, or if I didn't connect you, excuse me, uh, um, not connect now. If I didn't call your name properly, please pardon me. All right. I appreciate everyone. Um, we're walking, we're walking, we're walking. We believe in God for great things ahead. Like I said, I'm looking forward to this material on on um, on Jezebel. It's huge. It's huge. I'm already thinking in my mind, how do I communicate this? Because you want to communicate this in a way that everybody can be carried along. That's what I want to do. But we want to deal with it from a global perspective, from a national perspective, from the church perspective, then from our various home family individual perspective. All right. So continue to pray for me. I need your prayers. Amen. I need your prayers. That's very important. In fact, that's the most important thing. Continue to pray grace, wisdom, revelation, impartation. Amen. Into my life. I need it. Thank you all. Have yourself a wonderful day. God bless you. Bye-bye.